There's a new New York housewife. And an OG Jersey husband had to break up an epic brawl. Virtual reality. Hi, I'm Danny. And I'm Evan. And Evan, a new housewife has been revealed this week. I'm pretty sure it's like confirmed happening for New York and changes are going full swing there. I'm nervous. Oh my God, yes. And this girl, Lizzie Savetsky, she is ushering in this new era of the Real Housewives of New York City. And the Bravo fandom has some mixed feelings about her being the girl to do it. Apparently, she's an influencer. She's That's from my Texas. Thing. I don't, I mean, Texas and an influencer, those don't go hand in hand with what we're used to in New York. And I don't want someone, because when I think of the New York City ladies, they got some issues. They're a little dramatic. They're a little too much. They're not curated. And influencers are inherently a little bit of that. I don't want to have them like do like what I eat in a day. I want to see them like who I throw wine at. And I think this girl is looking very polished and gorgeous, gorgeous family. But I don't know if it's going to bring the drama that we're used to. Totally. But I guess the thing that I also thought about with this is that they're looking to reboot the show Mm -hmm. with younger women. And so if they're looking at women in their 30s, early 40s, in this day and age, it's kind of going to be hard to find girls who aren't influencers. Everyone's an influencer now. And if you're on Bravo's radar, most likely you have a big social following. So I think I think there is a fear that the Real Housewives of New York City is going to be the real influencers of New York City, which I think, to your point, we just want to see these girls fight and throw wine. But then also I'm thinking, like, if if Ramona was, like, 30 years younger, like, maybe, maybe she would have had an Instagram following coming in to the Real Housewives of New York City, but it was 2008 and Instagram wasn't thing is, a Ramona- thing yet. Like, her teeth would have been whitened, but she would have gotten the lips, too. You know what I mean? She would have been just, like, a not-good influencer versus these people that are, like, getting on the radar. And it's also, like, New York influencers are taking over so much. Like, every restaurant gets them, everything like that. And now our shows? Because they're all online. I don't really know why they need to dominate Bravo, too. But And it's kind of funny because they did the influencer route, for the most part, with Dubai. And there are some fun ladies in there, so there could be a chance for that. But like what we're seeing in Dubai, I think that's going to take them a season to realize, oh, I need to be messy instead of like, oh, I just need to look great. So, And I think that Lizzie is a girl who has probably done her homework because she is friendly with a lot of Real Housewives uh, past and present. I know that she is close with Dr. Tiffany Moon from Dallas. And Lizzie being from Dallas or being from Texas, sorry, Fort Worth, Texas, word on the street is that she has already tested as a Real Housewife, but for Dallas before it was eventually canceled. So she kind of like knows what she's doing, I think. And I feel like maybe like Bravo just fell in love with her so much in Texas. They were like, will you just move to New York City so we can get you on the reboot? It's such a mess. But I mean, while New York is still kind of all in flux, the one thing that is always a staple and constant is that the drama in New Jersey does not stop. And somehow Frank Catania always spills the beans, I guess we can say, about everything that's going down. I mean, he is just the king of the Garden State, in my opinion. He is always down to chat, and we just spoke with him all about his new relationship with that gorgeous blonde bombshell, Brittany. Yeah, very cute. Love the energy that they have together. You can tell that he's just so in love. But... 
apart from the the butterflies of it all, he also chatted with us about that big brawl that upended the relationship between Teresa Judice and the Gorgas. And he said that it got so bad that he had to step in and intervene and use those big muscles to mediate, which is like a total- Wait. There had to be people in between the women. There had to be people in between the men. When you say people, do you say, do you mean like, showrunners, like people who aren't typically on camera? Um, uh, let's put cast members as well as security. He was just mediating in between. <laughs> mediating, yeah. yes, exactly. And I could see him like with his hand on Joe Gorgo's little face and then like Joe Gorgo's like Popeye running really fast and it's just not going well. Thank God he is so large that he could uh, divide and conquer. Oh my God, totally. He was the perfect man for the job. And apparently this brawl happened at uh, Polly's house. And obviously uh, Polly is Dolores's new boyfriend. And he said that it was a wonderful party until all hell broke loose. But I was also interested in what Frank told us about his dynamic with Polly, because he said that his close relationship with Dolores and his close relationship with Dolores's ex, David, has kind of made the relationship with Polly difficult to navigate. But he said that things are getting better. And he had a lot of sweet things to say about the party okay. that Polly threw. The so good theme. Yeah, there was a theme that lasted two minutes before the fight. So we're, you know, making headway after comparing Polly to Buzz Lightyear, which we know Dolores did not like. Patterson Dolores jumped out when Buzz Lightyear came up. I would also say if you cheat on your wife, you can't like nitpick who she dates after. <laughs> yeah, totally, totally. But Frank, we met his new girlfriend, Brittany, and she just seemed like an absolute doll. And it was so interesting to hear that. She has been welcomed by Frank's family, uh, the children, Dolores, all the housewives. Which was apparently... interesting because she she was on the show a little bit before I really kind of, I feel like we like gave her the time of day. You know what I mean? Right. But she was there under, yeah, and apparently she's window. been around for years. And I, I'm sure that's why Dolores and the kids do feel comfortable with her. But I guess they things took a romantic turn about three years ago. And then they finally got serious within the past year. And I mean, the drama in Jersey never stops, but it also doesn't slow down in Atlanta. Evan, we had an amazing chance to chat with uh, two of the most gorgeous people on Bravo. Yes, Drew Sedora and Ralph Pittman from The Real Housewives of Atlanta. We got to chat with them all about the drama that's going down this season and they did not hold back. Drew and Ralph, it is such a joy to have you with us today. And not only because you are like the most beautiful couple on Bravo, but because Danny and I have a million questions for you. Now that we're like halfway through this season, of Atlanta. You've been hit with a lot this season, Ralph, between the assistant and the gay rumors and the gaslighting montage. <laughs> oh, man. Oh, my God. That was so... The editors, like... Man, the editors were top tier. I looked at it. I was like, man. They did a whole movie, babe. They did a movie on me. You left the other day, and I still don't know where you were. You don't really truly understand men and how we work especially black men. They're, they're pretty ruthless. So I'm just curious to know, Ralph, like what do you make of all of all of it, I guess? Like all the, 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 the shade from the editors, the shade from Drew's castmates. I think I had to take a step back. So I think I've used this as an opportunity for me to learn how to be a better man and you know things I need to go and do to be also even a better husband. It is funny because you two are so open about your life with like your friends on the show and on the show. It seems everyone uses you guys almost as like their own therapy because it's like, I see this and that. Do you ever kind of be like, can you guys work out your own problems without yelling at us? That is so true because it was like the book. That's our issue, right? That we're 
sharing, but it started triggering so many different conversations in others. And same with our, our marital issues. So I think it's healthy, like when you're in friend groups where you guys are able to learn from each other, even though it doesn't look or appear that way. That's kind of how we had to reason with why we were the target for so many things. Sonia and her husband might need to take a step back and work things out because he flips out of the table. And I have not seen like an outburst like that from a house husband in a minute. Hold on, hold on, hold on, please. I don't rock like that. Don't with my wife. For me, I just felt like, okay, Sonia literally has been attacking me the whole entire time. She attacks whoever, you know, but have you noticed she always has a family member that has to step in for her to communicate. So I took it more from like, can Sonia speak? Like, does she have a mind of her own? Can she communicate? Because I feel like even with Sheree or Kenya, we've been able to communicate, use our vocabulary to get through the mud, to get to the other side. And with Sonia, that's not the case. It's all we got to be a family member to step in and fight our battles. And I personally don't respect that. It seems that Marlo's entire season, her first one with the peach, has been throwing the peach across boundaries and crossing <laughs> a lot of lines. Stop okay, trying to so play this about me being violent because you look awful as a black queen. When have you ever been afraid to talk to me one-on-one? Here we go. Marlo's being extremely insensitive and it just felt like during that whole trip, it was like, the target kept moving for Kenya. Like, Kenya doesn't show up, then it's gonna be a problem. So Kenya shows up. All right, now you gotta stay in the house. And if you don't stay in the house, then I'm gonna call the police, you know? And it was like, okay, Kenya showed up in the morning. Okay, well now you need to go have a conversation with me one-on-one. Like, come on, Marlo. Like, that's just, it's just too controlling. Like, why are you doing this? We wanna just get to some activities, which by the way, we didn't get to do most of them. And then she like sent us all home. And it was like, okay, this was a complete waste of my life that I can't get back. So, yeah, I was not feeling Marlo on that trip. Marlo doesn't need to host any more girls trips for us, like, ever. ever How are ever. you and Marlo today? I mean, Marlo, Marlo and I are cool. Like, I feel like I do see Marlo for who she is. And I think um, when we were in Jamaica, having that really extremely vulnerable conversation put things in perspective for me with Marlo. I don't agree with how she attacks people, but I just feel like Marlo's just not there yet. Like Marlo's gone through things that I don't understand because I didn't grow up that way. So I try to have a little grace on her for that. But I do feel like Marlo has a lot of work to do and a lot of repairing to do before people can openly trust her and embrace her fully. Do you think that she's, I mean, Marlo has always been messy, but do you think that she's turning up the volume because she now has a peach in her hand? Ah! <laughs> you said it. You said, I'm like, sometimes I'm like, Marlo, what are you doing? You know what I'm saying? Like, I feel like sometimes it was a little extra for the peach and keeping the peach. And it was just very driven by the peach. And I'm like, at some point, you got to just be Marlo Hampton and let us see who that is for us to build like real relationships. And I think she learned her lesson. I really do. I feel like Marlo has said, like, I, I probably... Like, are you mad at me? Like, how do you think I'm showing up? Like, what do I need to do? And she's reflecting, you know? And I'm like, we just need to see a better version of you, you know, next year, please. Can the real well, That's also what I'm worried about because for her, this is going to be her first full-on reunion where you can't just go like, okay, bye, Andy. She's sitting there. <laughs> you can't just say, I'm sorry, 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 sorry. No, Marlo had to, well, she did a lot of apologizing, but at the same time, it's like, is the apology real? Like sometimes I was like, and I don't know if I can say where I was sitting, but I was just looking at her and I was like, was that even real? Like, I think I said it at one point. I'm like, oh, was that real? Like what's happening? 
so Marla, like I said, she has a lot of work to do to just feel comfortable in her own skin, to be vulnerable and be authentic. And if you don't want to apologize, don't apologize, but don't, we don't want to hear no more like open-ended like apologies because mm. they're starting to not land. So if you could snatch two peaches away and have <laughs> Cynthia and Portia rejoin the show, who, who would be losing their peach? Oh, that's so easy. Uh, the runner track star, um, Sonia Sanya. She could just go back, you know what I'm saying, back on that track and run a new race because this is not the one for her. And then I would say Sheree. I mean, I think Sheree, it would be nothing new. Like Sheree comes for a season and then leaves. So they would just be, you know, kind of keeping in the tradition. All my girls are gone. Like, I'm like, where's Eva? Where's Cynthia? So I would definitely love, or actually for all of them to come back. Um, it would be awesome. It would be awesome. Yeah. If you loved gossiping with us, and I know you do, then don't forget to subscribe to our podcast, Virtual Reality by Page Six. You can find us on Spotify, Apple, or wherever you get your podcasts. See you next week.